Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feelin' Feline, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in our 20s in the 20s. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to live. Live, bitch, we breathe and we're alive. No, I'm talking about how to live intentionally you know, doing things and being aware of our choices and decisions and what we're doing. So let's just get started on this topic. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Feeling Feline. You know, this week I feel like has been super chill for me compared to how just in general everything has always been for me these past few weeks. And I feel like there's not really anything to update you guys with. I mean, there's not really anything that happened. And I say that in the best way possible because it was uneventful, but actually ironically relaxing. So I definitely needed this weekend and I'm feeling almost recharged and I've gone to the gym already. It's Thursday. I've gone every day this whole week and I feel like I'm on some new type of energy. But I think that a lot of it is for my cutting diet schedule. I actually gained a pound and I know it makes no sense. It's not a lot of weight. It's still a pound. But the fact that I gained weight, that's me, you know, basically plateauing to my diet. So I did reach out to my fitness coach and she agrees that it's also plateauing. So hopefully, you know, she, you know, did a little fix on my diet, but hopefully that's still going to go down. I literally have 2.7 pounds left to reach my goal. After that, I'm not really going to look at my weight. I know weight is kind of not really a priority, especially because, you know, you gain muscle and that also causes you to gain weight. So it's a not really a priority for me, but just to reach that weight goal at least, I'll feel really, really good just knowing that I've lost that much. I used to be 150 and I'm aiming for 132. So I'm almost there. I'm literally two pounds away. So hopefully I can get it in the next few weeks and I can finally relax on this cutting diet because, you know, as fun as it is not eating that much, it's definitely not something that I'd like to do forever. So I'm looking to maintaining my diet after that and hopefully bulking up for the summertime. I've literally already talked so much about how excited I am that it's March and that spring's coming up and just everything like that, but I literally always forget that I get allergies every spring and already like I'm waking up these days with a sore throat. It's kind of itchy and like sneezing sometimes and I'm not looking forward to it. It's one of the worst times ever and it's weird because I never really had allergies until maybe mid college years. I don't know. But when I actually started wearing contacts, that's when my allergies got worse. And I want to say it's because I was wearing glasses and protecting my eyes from the pollen. But now that I'm not, it's just easier for the pollen to get into my eyes. And it literally just sucks so much. And it actually runs in my family, these types of allergies. And it's kind of funny to me because I used to make fun of my dad and my sister because I was like, damn, y'all sneezing so much and your eyes are swollen and you're sniffling so loud and here you am chilling. And of course, karma turns around and bites me in the butt and gives me allergies, uh, you know, a little later in life. But it's just funny to think about, but I'm not looking forward to that. I think springtime is actually one of my least favorite seasons with winter being the absolute least favorite. And then spring's kind of next in line, mainly because of allergies. But hopefully it's not going to rain that much. I mean, this winter was 
horrid. It was horrible. It was snowing so much and I've never seen snow like that in so long. So I hope that it's not going to carry over into these next few months and start raining so much. So we'll have to see and I hope it doesn't rain because Leo is just going to be enjoying all of that and just wanting to get dirty all the time. So yeah, but anyways, Leo's good. Life is getting much better in terms of just not feeling automatic in life. And I think one of these days I was feeling super like what's going on with my life. I feel like it's the same shit every day. And I actually did the effort to kind of look up what can I do to avoid these feelings. And I thought it would be perfect to talk about in an episode because I'm sure I'm not the only one who's feeling this way. And I think that it's important to be aware of the fact that your life feels this way, but also to look things up and kind of work on changing it because it's really up to you to keep your life this way or to help improve it so that you're not feeling automatic or on autopilot. So yeah, cue living intentionally. Now, what the hell does that even mean? The perfect example is, you know, it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to all of you guys. You're driving from point A to point B but you don't even remember how the hell you got there. And yes, maybe it's some place that you've always gone to, like the gym, for example, but literally you didn't even realize that you were driving and you get there and you're like, damn, wait, I'm already here. That was fast. I didn't even realize I was driving for this long. And I must sound like a psycho because I'm sure people that are kind of in touch with what they're doing and like aware about it are probably like fleeing are you okay? (laughs) But I feel like sometimes, even not just driving, I feel like sometimes I just have a moment and I'm like, wait, how did I get here? What did I even do to get here? Why am I doing this? And it's a weird feeling of kind of like going through the motions and you just end your day and you're like, damn, I really just let it pass. And a lot of these days that I feel that way are when I literally have no plans and I spend time doing things that I really shouldn't be like being on my phone or you know just binge watching shows that I really don't really need to be watching or just sitting around I feel like that happens to me a lot where I do think that I let the day go by without being productive and also uh, just another thing that kind of ties into these situations is like spending way too much money so you spend hundreds of dollars getting shoes and then getting a tattoo and then buying more clothes. And then later on, you're like, oh, I don't want to look at my bank account because it's going to be low. And you're complaining about it being low, but you really did it to yourself because you bought things that you think you needed. So then you basically, you know, wonder why we're not happy. Why are we stuck in this same schedule, same life every day? It's dragging. You miss the college years and it starts to feel kind of dreary in that sense. So this is a common thing in our 20s. I feel like especially because of this pandemic, but just being in our 20s in general. And I was looking at this article about this psychologist that had a TED Talk. Her name is Meg Jay. And there were some things that she said that kind of stood out to me that I was like, oh, damn. So the first one is that 80% of life's most defining moments happen by the age of 35. How sad is that? I mean, 80%. So you're saying after 35, there's going to be only 20% of these moments that are actually, you know, incredible, actually life-changing, actually valuable and major. 
I think that's crazy. And she also said 70% of lifetime wage growth happens in the first 10 years. More than 50% of Americans are living with or dating their future partner by 30. There's fertility peaks in our 20s. And in our 20s, our brains make the last growth spurt. So there's just a lot of things there. And I think that's kind of what ties into our kind of autopilot type of life in our 20s because we are so pressured to be a certain way and to reach certain goals by a certain age that we basically lose our ability of intent, of intention. So intention is deliberately doing something with a specific goal in mind. So when I say that we're losing intent or not having intention, it is because that we're so pressured by social media, by social pressures, by just cultural pressures of being an American that we have to act a certain way, we have to reach a certain goal at a certain age, that it's almost automatic and we're almost just running on this schedule just so we can kind of be like everybody else and kind of you know, fit in with the rest of society. And I think that's a huge problem, but at the same time, it's something hard to get out of, especially in our 20s, because, you know, we're still trying to figure out life in general. So there's just a lot of things that you can do that you definitely should try to incorporate in your life. Because again, like I said, and like I've been saying for lots of episodes now, the sooner you start these really good behaviors and hobbies and just values, the sooner it'll be a big part of your life and it'll be harder to not continuously have it in your life. And I'm not just talking about hobbies, I'm talking about values as well in general. And honestly, I mean, maybe it's going to be a little different now because, you know, it's sunny outside and I can actually be outside without having to want to rip my eyelashes out because it's so cold. But, you know, over the winter, it really was bad because I really felt like every day was the same thing. And I didn't know what to do about it, but I didn't do anything about it. And again, that's where the lack of intention comes in. I didn't really try. I mean, I wanted to get out of it, but I didn't try, if that makes sense. And because of just this same schedule, especially working from home and not really doing anything else, I really felt like I didn't have a goal in mind. I didn't have any intentions because it just felt like it was the same thing every day. And, you know, you get comfortable in that life, you know, if you keep doing the same things every day and it's still helping you, it's still paying your bills, it's still keeping you safe and warm at night and ready to do it all over again the next morning, of course you're not going to want to change it. And I'm not saying to completely change your schedule. It's just getting out of that feeling of being on autopilot. And I feel like when I feel that way, I have huge migraines and I don't know, I'm just restless. I feel like during the day, if I'm on autopilot, I am aggy. I feel like I'm trapped in a cage. I just want to do something, but I don't know what. And I feel like it's really hard to pinpoint when you're feeling that way and even harder to realize you're feeling that way and kind of to do something about it. Like really, really think about it. You know, I definitely suggest writing down on a piece of paper just your schedule and have it next to you or have it with you every day for about a week or so and you'll literally see that you do the same things every day and it's 
really putting you on autopilot. I think especially in our 20s where we should be having a lot of opportunities to meet new people or learn new things, I think being on autopilot is one of the worst things that could happen to someone in your 20s because of the fact that you're not allowing opportunities for you to learn new things or be exposed to new things. And your life can be negatively affected by not just what you do, but what you don't do as well. What you miss in life based on just living on autopilot is just as impactful as something else that you actually do, if that makes sense. And this kind of applies to routines too, because you know, you're so used to doing the same shit every day that you sometimes forget that, you know, You need the time to reflect on just life, what you're feeling, how you're doing, if you're busy, if you're distracted, what's going on with you emotionally, mentally, physically. If you are stuck in autopilot, you kind of forget to check on yourself in these ways. So I think sometimes it's important for us in our 20s to really be reflective. And I think it doesn't happen that often because life is so busy, especially in the tri-state area. It's just always this busy mentality. And I feel like it gets exhausting when you really think about how busy you are. It's exhausting. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel like I have to rush one thing because something else is coming up in my schedule and I don't have time to really breathe and relax. And that's also another thing, actually, that's a sign that you're on autopilot. You decide things without thinking and then you over plan or overbook your entire life. And I feel like I do that often, not because I'm on autopilot most of the time, but definitely doing things without thinking. I am definitely guilty of charge of that, especially because on my worst autopilot days, I get so antsy that I'm on my phone. I start shopping. I literally buy anything and everything to the point that I think at one point I was getting really stressed out because even shopping wasn't helping with my feeling of being stuck to the point that I, you know, I scheduled to get my hair done, my nails done. I scheduled a tattoo all within two weeks and that would have been hundreds of dollars had I not sat down and really thought about why I was doing that and what my feelings were behind that. And, you know, I just sat down one day and I'm like, damn, I'm really planning all these things within two weeks. Why am I doing this? And it was because I was stressed. I was stressed at the fact that my dog just got neutered. I wasn't sleeping well because of it. And it was really taking a toll on me emotionally. But had I not sat down with myself and really realized what I was feeling, I would have spent hundreds of dollars that, again, I could have put into stocks. I could have saved And I'm really glad I at least canceled my tattoo appointment because I definitely don't need another tattoo. I have enough for now and I definitely don't need another one right now. And another kind of big sign that your life is on autopilot is two things. The first one is you're wasting hella time doing absolutely nothing. And again, I'm guilty in charge of that because over the winter when it was cold, I really had no motivation to do anything. I was wasting so much time. I was just on my phone, on social media. And one day I was just like, you know what? Why the hell am I sending Snapchats to people once a day that no one cares about? And I literally reached out to all my streaks and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not using Snapchat anymore because what is the point? Realistically, you're wasting your time. You send one Snapchat where most of the time it's a picture of nothing to your streaks every day who also open the Snapchat and, are, you know, they think it's something important. It's just a random picture. 
It could be a picture of my foot just to keep the streak going. And I think at one point I just realized that was such a waste of time and just not important for me. And I finally realized that. And I was like, listen, y'all, I'm not doing Snapchat anymore. This is so stupid. So I've definitely gotten rid of Facebook. Facebook was the first thing for me to let go of because it was so super easy to stop using it because I already didn't use it that much. But Snapchat took a long time. I mean, I've had people tell me, including my sister. My sister is a big voucher of not using social media, but she's told me so much times, like, why are you using Snapchat? It's so stupid. You literally just send a picture. And yeah, Snapchat sometimes is cool if you want to show someone something, but I feel like that's what we have texts for. Like we can send pictures and videos through text. So why am I downloading another app just to do the same thing when you already can do that through text? So that's just another thing. And another kind of sign that you feel on autopilot or automatic is that you're feeling like you're existing rather than living. And I definitely have had this feeling before. It's when you're not doing anything new. You're doing your routine, like I said before in previous episodes. You're not putting yourself into any challenging situations or new opportunities. And for me, I think one even minor thing that I did with my life was I wasn't happy with my weight and I immediately started my cutting diet. And that already is a very big thing that helps me realize that I'm living rather than existing. Already that was kind of waking me up. It was keeping me kind of grounded into the fact that, listen, I should probably be aware of everything. And it helps because, you know, I was eating anything and everything. If I even felt a little hungry, I would be eating a lot of food. And I think that says a lot already. But now that I'm kind of dieting, I'm more aware of not just my food portions, but my nutrition too. I wasn't eating enough vegetables. I was definitely overeating in rice because, you know, I'm Asian. I love rice. How can I not have so much rice? But I was exposed to the fact that I was eating so much. And I didn't even realize it until I was like, you know what, let me just switch it up. Let me try to get myself back together, get my physical health in check. And even that small thing is really helpful in terms of how I've been feeling in terms of feeling caged in and just that every day is the same thing. But even with my cutting diet, I think obviously when you change your diet, you're going to keep it for a little while. After a while, it did feel, again, back to automatic. And I'm just the kind of person who always needed a little switch up every now and then. And that's a blessing and a curse, you know. It's a curse because every now and then I'm always in the mood to do something random. And I know my boyfriend, Marcos, definitely has had a lot of experience with this where I'll just text him and be like, oh my God, we should go do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. And I'll give him a whole list of things I want to do and actually just never get to it because I'll just have a mood where I'd want to do something different and then it'll just pass. So that's my issue. But it's a blessing because, you know, it at least gives me a mood at random times to go and do something different. And I think doing something different is so necessary for us in our 20s because we need sometimes a reminder that life is more than just our routine, our paying bills, our working the same hours every day, wake up, sleep, repeat. You know, it's really exhausting and honestly boring to keep having the same routine that, you know, even just once a week. For me, even my cutting diet, right? I would have a cheat meal once a week and that already gets me so excited for the weekend because normally I'll have like sushi on Fridays. But 
yes, I'm having sushi tomorrow. That's why I'm talking about it. But I'm saying like having just that even got me so excited throughout the week. It got me motivated and just more grounded in terms of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You know, why am I eating healthy this whole week? It's you know, to help my physical health. And also, I'm going to be looking forward to something super amazing on Friday. I'm going to have amazing sushi. And it'll be just even more rewarding at the fact that I really ate at my healthiest and had full consciousness of what I was eating and why. And then just have a cheat meal on Friday and not really give a fuck about what I'm eating, you know? And it's not even in your diet that taking control of smaller tasks kind of play the most it could be something as small as making your bed every morning. I know people who don't make their beds in the morning and even that little task in the morning, it just sets you off and gets you kind of connected with why you're doing things and living intentionally because, you know, you could easily get out of your bed and you could easily work in your sweatpants, work in bed for that matter. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but if you're doing it every day, not only does it not stimulate your brain, but you're doing the same shit every day. And if you just get out of your bed, work somewhere else even once in a week, it'll change you so, so much. Like you won't even realize it in that week, but even switching up the little things really helps. Like I don't normally read these days, but if I ever feel like I'm doing the same things every day. I watch a lot of TV. I'm definitely one of those where I watch like every show possible. I open a book and sometimes it feels really good to just read, refresh and have a cup of tea and just do a little different things. It's not what I would like to do every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to read every day, but it's a good break from staring at a screen. And I get headaches sometimes from staring at a screen, especially when I'm working all day. And then after work, I'm staring at a TV. So I do like to switch it up sometimes. And especially now that it's getting warmer, I like to even just during my lunch break, bring Leo out for a walk and just take 30 to 45 minutes sometimes just to be outside. It's really amazing what even little things like that will do and not using Snapchat. It's just done a lot for me. I don't wake up at seven in the morning and I'm not on Snapchat looking at everyone's stories for like 30 minutes. Instead, I actually get up. I have more time for myself in the morning before work starts. I even have time to gym in the morning. So I think it's just, again, an active decision to want your life to be more productive. And I think that's kind of what you have to do when you are feeling on autopilot. So a lot of that comes with asking yourself why. And I feel like it's hard to do that because half the time, I don't know why the hell I'm doing something. Like, why am I even doing this podcast, for example? I like to do it because I like to rant. I like to let out my feelings. I like to tell people things that I've learned being in my 20s that hopefully is going to help somebody in some aspect, you know what I mean? But in general, I'm making this podcast to talk to people just because, you know, in the pandemic, I couldn't and I had this idea and I thought it was great. So I feel like, again, out of living in autopilot, you basically have to be more aware as to why you're doing something. A good example of that is, you know, why are your friends your friends? Have you ever thought about that? Are you guys friends because you've been through so much together? Are you friends just because you had to be in high school and you've still just kept up this connection, even though it's a shitty friendship? It's just things like that. Then it's all the stuff that I'm buying. Why am I buying it? 
Why did I buy two pairs of shoes this week? You know, are there emotional reasons behind it? Are you bored? Are you stressed? Are you just trying to make sense of your autopilot day? Because I know that's why I shop. And then there's questions like, why are you with your partner? Why did you choose your job? Why do you feel like you have to get married by the age of 27? It's a lot of pressure from culture, from everyone around us. Why do you want to get a house? Why do you want to be successful? It's questions like this that help you get in touch with not just getting things done, but doing it with a purpose. And I think that's kind of the difference between just getting things done and just getting it done because you have some kind of motive and intention behind it. And it's kind of crazy because a lot of people think that, you know, they're stuck in the life that they have, you know, they can't get out, it's too late, but there's always a chance to switch it up, change it and do something different. And maybe you'll realize that there's something in your life that was missing that you can definitely start incorporating now. There's always more that you can do with your life than what you have right now. If you're willing, you know, if you really feel like you want to change it, you would make the effort to do so. So back to the psychologist with her TED talk, I feel like there was something, a super major quote that kind of stuck with me and it was, life must be lived forward but understood backwards. And I love that because it's not about figuring out your whole life in one second in a snap of your finger. It's also not about looking too far ahead and planning your whole life ahead and just getting it done and you know being super disappointed when it's not up to plan. It's understanding your actions and knowing the purposes behind it. And it's just not telling yourself, you know, um, this is how life is. Life isn't supposed to be always happy, which is true, but it's not to the point where you're just casually accepting everything. There's a lot more control that you have in your life that you don't really see or not many people really are in acceptance with, sometimes the more comfortable thing is just accepting that it is what it is. And I think that's what we as humans do in general. We just accept that it's happening because it is, but you can definitely do more than just saying, okay, well, I tried. I mean, you didn't really try. You're just accepting it. So there's a lot more we can do with life, you know? And then, you know, in terms of just getting out of that autopilot mindset on top of, you know, starting small, not using social media that much, you know, you can find a hobby or something, something to look forward to during the week or during your routine that kind of cuts it. And this is what keeps you weighted. I mean, when I feel automatic, I go into my hobbies right away and it feels so good just to be in the moment. I think we're so focused on tomorrow on social media that we forget about all the blessings in front of us right now. And I think that happens a lot, especially when we're hanging out with people. I mean, how many times have you hung out with someone and took out your phone and next thing you know, 30 minutes have passed because you've been scrolling through social media. So I try my hardest and don't get me wrong, I'm still on my phone sometimes. It does happen, but I do try my best to not use my phone, not use social media when I'm with my friends because listen, I mean, life is short and I know it's corny to say, but these moments are something that you should be taking with kind of this in the moment presence because it's not always going to be that easy to hang out with people, especially when, you know, they're building families or moving to other places. It gets really difficult to have the same memories every year with the same people. I mean, if you really think about it, right, it's the same with children. Think about yourself, you know, when you were younger, 
you really wanted your mom and dad's attention, but they were busy looking at the newspaper or watching something or being on their phone. That right there is a great example. It's something that, you know, you should learn to separate social media use and then time with the people around you. It's just unfortunately what our generation has to deal with because we're so attached to technology. It's so easy to be with people and then still get soaked into your phone and not realize that all this time is passing. And the mind is something awesome. It's like a dog. It's like Leo. We can train Leo to live more in the moment, live intentionally. And that's exactly how we are. You know, we can train ourselves to be more in the moment and live intentionally and not waste so much time. In the 20s is oftentimes a decade that a lot of people regret because there are things that they didn't get done. There are things that they wish they knew before. And I feel like we don't really take advantage of that. You know, when people are listening to these podcasts or listening to other people, they're like, you know, hey, don't be too much on your phone. And it gets annoying to hear, especially if it's your parents, you know, you're texting too much or using it too much, blah, blah, blah. But they have a good point. You know, it's I feel like, you know, our generation, when we were younger, I feel like we were the last ones to really get in touch with outside. I mean, I was outside all the time when I was in high school and middle school. And I even remember all the memories I had with my neighbors. And at the time, we were this close-knit group of friends. And, you know, we were always outside biking. We were walking. You know, me and my neighbor, Hamungi, we used to walk to Duncan probably two or three times a week and just talk, get Duncan, and then walk back and just hang out in the backyard. And those were such great days. Like, when I look back at it, it's really relaxing just knowing that I was really in the moment during those times. And I feel like kids nowadays don't do it that much anymore. I literally don't see kids outside that much. And I think that's crazy because, you know, they're inside playing video games now. And video games is amazing. Do not get me wrong on that. But there's so much more outside to to read or to just do something meaningful outside. I don't know. I really don't think that people do it that much anymore because they're always just on their phone or on their computer or on apps. And I've seen oh my goodness, I've seen people play games for like hours and hours and hours. And I can't personally do that because I always need to be kind of doing something that picks up my brain a little. But listen, I play video games often too. I mean, I used to play Fortnite all the time, but I feel like sometimes you should take a break from technology in general and just enjoy the outside. I think the outside is not taken advantage of in terms of our generation and younger generations. And definitely I want to kind of stop that trend, at least in my future kids and their kids and just remind them that nature is something so, so beautiful. It's free. You don't need to be paying for outside time, like you're paying for the apps that you're using or paying for the virtual money that you're using for the games you're playing. And our brains are actually pretty lazy which is why we always resort back to routine, doing the same thing, not switching it up. Because have you ever tried to do something new and realized that it's so much work that you just don't do it? I've done it before. Like I've tried to plan something and I'm like, oh my God, this is like low key, a lot of work and I'm really not about it. But that's kind of what our brain does about a lot of things, just in general with decisions with our routines and things that we're doing, it just automatically chooses something that it already knows because learning requires brain energy. But you kind of have to be conscious and make the effort about learning something new, picking your brain at something and 
it really is rewarding in the end. And especially, you know, when that psychologist that I mentioned earlier, she was saying that our brain develops the most like one last time in our 20s. And that's something crazy to me because, you know, I always stress that in our 20s, we should learn anything and everything as much as possible because we have the time, the ability, the flexibility, and not just in terms of how we're living our lifestyles, you know, some of us don't have children yet, or we're not married, we don't really have too many huge responsibilities yet. So that's why I always stress it's super important to try and like learn something new or just read or do something that's a little out of your comfort zone. You know what else I feel like is another characteristic of somebody who's living on autopilot? It's something so small. It's when you've eaten and you don't even realize what you ate, if that makes sense. You literally do not take the time to savor the flavor and let your body kind of taste every bite. And it actually leads to overeating and not enjoying your meals. And I've had that issue. I used to eat everything just because I just love eating. And guess what? I wouldn't really taste my food. I think that's crazy. I mean, now that I'm dieting, I feel like I taste food so much better. It's the same shit I eat, but I just think it's so funny that I'm enjoying every bite. And I used to eat meals in like 30 minutes. And now, you know, my friends can vouch. I'm such a slow eater, but it's not because... I'm just eating slowly. I'm actually just enjoying every bite and kind of being in touch with my meal. I know that's so weird, but I like to enjoy every bite and really understand the tastes and stuff. And that's why I love trying new food too, because, you know, I really savor the flavor. I understand the spices and really eat the food. I mean, have you ever seen that scene in Ratatouille, that movie? And he's giving his brother some type of high-class food. I think it's cheese. I have no idea, but he's talking him down the different flavors, like the tanginess, the sweetness, the little drops of orange taste, I think. I don't know, but he was basically extravagantly explaining this one slice of cheese. And that always sits with me when I'm eating my food because that's what I do. I like to me in the moment. And I feel like people always rush eating, especially because, you know, during work, you know, they have to get back to work. They have a million things to do that they really have to get done soon, even though tomorrow's going to be the same work day. So I feel like, you know, sit back and just enjoy your food for a little while, you know? And since we're on the topic of food, let's get a quick ad right in and we will be right back. Mm, honestly, I'm hungry, you guys. Do you ever just crave authentic Indian food? I know I do, especially being at home so much. If you live in the Plainsboro area in New Jersey, Jaya's Kitchen has the hookup. Jaya's Kitchen is completely made from scratch, specializing in Andre cuisines. Like, no joke, I had the best shrimp masala and coconut rice I've ever had. It's just so delicious, and you can have it for any meal of the day. It's perfect for dinner or even a small family event. So if you want to have any inquiries on any orders, you can hit up Jaya's Kitchen on Instagram at J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N. Again, it's J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N. Go ahead, try it out, and enjoy it. It won't disappoint, I promise. So hey you guys, welcome back. I'm kind of hungry after listening to that ad and also just talking about food. So yeah, I feel like every time I talk about food in this podcast, I'm like craving so much food. 
Actually, side topic, if anyone lives in Red Bank, you guys should definitely check out Teak if you're obsessed with Pad Thai like I am. It was so, so, so good. I love Pad Thai and I'm very picky with my Pad Thai, but I definitely recommend Teak and Red Bank. Anyways, <laughs> so back to autopilot and just figuring out a way to not be on autopilot. And it's definitely a big struggle of mine still to this day. And if anyone has any book recommendations, I would love to hear it because I definitely have to learn more about myself and why I'm on autopilot and how I can get out of it. So this is weird, but lately I've been watching Jersey Shore and they've done such random shit sometimes. And I always wonder, like, how the hell do they still handle each other and just are able to hang out with each other all the time, you know, don't they get annoyed of each other? And it seems to me that they're always switching up things and doing things differently. You know, they'll go to Miami, they'll go to, you know, Atlantic City. Sometimes they'll go out, sometimes they'll go to the boardwalk, sometimes they'll just stay at home and chill. And I think that's a huge thing in our 20s that's important, and that is to just plan random adventures. And it's not like taking a huge trip. You can even just go to a new restaurant. You can try a new activity or interact with your friends in different ways. I think that's important. You know, I just recently went to an axe throwing place and I was petrified when I tell you. I'm already scared of axes on their own, but when I went, I was so scared and then I tried something new and it was really just relaxing, ironically. I learned to throw an axe, but just hanging out with people and also the group of people I was hanging out with, they were from my job from like two years ago and it was so nice to just talk to new people in a new and interesting way and it really just triggers your senses your imagination your just physical presence in the moment and I think that's important too and I love that when I say you know trigger your senses because when you're working what are you really triggering sense-wise I mean yes if you love your job you know you trigger your brain a lot you definitely trigger your brain but other than that, are you really, you know, indulging in other things in terms of your senses? Are you using your hearing that's very, you know, relaxing for you? Are you tasting something? That's why I was talking about tasting my food, because even that already is something that it's not really an adventure, but it's something that, you know, wakes me up a little and, you know, takes me back to the present moment. Another thing I love doing is talking to people that I haven't talked to in a long time. You know, sometimes out of nowhere, I'll literally go through my phone and I'll be like, damn, I haven't talked to this person in a long time. I will literally hit them up and be like, hey, it's been so long. We should catch up. How's life? How are you doing? And even that fresh conversation just is very awakening in terms of me and when I'm stressed or when I'm on autopilot. And I don't know. I think that's cool, you know, and it keeps your friendships and it keeps your connection strong with people backstory. I've had a friend, shout out to Kristen. She's been my friend since I was 16 and you'll never guess where I met her. I met her on a Disney cruise out of all places. She lives in Florida and we've been friends since I was 16. So that was already, oh my God, I'm so old, like nine years ago almost. But I've been in connection with her, but not like talking all the time, but every now and then we'll still text each other and hit each other up, you know. I think that's awesome because one, she lives states away and also it's just cool to, you know, 
have someone that you can still talk to every now and then and still keep a good connection with. And then, you know, kind of tying back into what I said previously about why are you at your job? Are you at your job because you're comfortable and don't want to switch up? But are you happy there? You know what I mean? If you're not happy there, why are you still there? Are you there because you're comfortable? I mean, a lot of people are scared to change jobs these days, especially because of the pandemic. But, you know, you should definitely think about reasons why you're at your job and take the risk sometimes to go and find new opportunities. I feel like sometimes when I was at my previous jobs, I was scared to leave the jobs. I was ready to accept life as it was, especially with my first job where I had, you know, really hard struggles with micromanagement, with just a terrible work environment. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to be stuck here forever. That's it. This is life. This is just how life is. And it is absolutely not how life is. It can be so much better if you just make the effort and you'll fit in somewhere, you know? And hey, it wasn't a bad work environment for some people. I know people who are, you know, still there and just living their happy lives and moving up the departments. But for me personally, it was a horrible experience. But when you accept that that's just how life is, it's really hard to get out of and really see something better for yourself. And I think that's something that's important in your 20s to be open to opportunities to help you grow as a person, to help you grow emotionally, mentally, physically, in all aspects. And I think that's awesome when, you know, you make the time for it. And, you know, I've had discussions with people who have been in the same jobs for 30 or 40 years. And, they regret it so much. Listen, when you're in your 20s, it's not necessary or, you know, it's not looked down upon if you're looking for multiple job options and you're not staying in one place for 30 to 40 years. I mean, that's great and all. And it looks good in some aspects to some hiring managers. But if you've been in the same company for 30 to 40 years versus somebody who has been in four or five for about 30 to 40 years, really think about it, right? They've only known that one company how their policies are, how the employees are, how the work culture is in one place versus somebody who's had 30 to 40 years of variety of different job expectations of different situations where they had to, you know, adjust and learn even more. So, you know, to a hiring manager, both things could be looked on in a positive manner. So you just have to think about that. You know, you're not expected to stay in one job forever. You're also not expected to be jumping jobs all the time. It really is something, you know, if you're comfortable, you know, just stay. But if you're not, you can make the change and find a different job and be comfortable elsewhere. Random, but do you guys know kind of the shaman experiences? You know, when you go see a shaman and you basically take shrooms and you become one with nature. And I've heard so many people say that after that experience, they felt more connected with themselves, more with the earth. And I really truly wonder if that actually is a thing. I'm curious if any of my listeners have done it before. I'm just curious, you know, if it really has brought you back to reality and kind of your emotions and back to just earth in general. I think it's cool, especially because I'm pretty sure those experiences, you know, you're not using technology at all. I mean, I don't know about the shrooms because it's kind of scary, but I mean, in general, just being in touch with nature, with yourself, I think that's an amazing thing and something very hard to have these days, especially living in a busy lifestyle, a busy state more than anything and a busy decade. But I think, again, it's so important to sit back and relax for a minute and just breathe in and take in the moment. I feel like we definitely don't do that that often and 
it's very easy to get stuck in it because I've had it before. I mean, I'm only 24 and I've already had a lot of these experiences, let alone, you know, when you have children and it gets even more routine. Like I feel like in my family, I was lucky in the sense because, you know, at least once a year we would go on trips, but even on weekends, we'd go and sometimes try new food or just do things together as a family that we've never done before. So I think that's cool because my parents have kind of taught me in that sense to go and try new things. I wouldn't have ziplined in my life if my parents never took us to the Poconos. I wouldn't have gone to museums or other things that my parents have brought me to. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, this shit is whack, bro. Why am I here? Why are you bringing us here, mom and dad? And after it, I'm like, damn, I really had a good time, like low key. You know, sometimes when I would go to AC with my parents and my family friends and my siblings, it would be like, oh, of course, we're stuck in a hotel. But no, we, you know, go see the neighboring areas, go to, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not, for example, or just do other things that we haven't done before. And it ends up being actually a really good time and relaxing. So I don't know, I feel like even just exploring something new in your neighboring area, you know, we don't take advantage of our neighboring towns or neighboring areas or even just our local town areas. I mean, I know a lot of places here in Plainsboro and Princeton is nearby. There's so many restaurants and small stores and things that I haven't even experienced yet. I've literally been here for like more than half a year and I still haven't explored really Princeton. I mean, I've been to a few restaurants, but I haven't really looked around. I haven't really looked at the parks nearby or the museums and things. I've been to one museum. Okay, I'll, I'll give myself credit. But even just that, you know, there's a lot in your local town. And even tomorrow, I'm going to try something new. Let's see if I actually, you know, do it because I'm kind of nervous. But in Plainsboro Library, they're doing these events where you go in and kind of just look for books and maybe I'll find something. So I'm kind of excited just to do something little and new and random. But it's just even doing those little things that really refresh you and bring you some new energy to live intentionally rather than your normal schedule and your normal routine and your autopilot life. And I guess one final thing I can talk about in terms of breaking your autopilot schedule is quality time, y'all. I know it's so hard to do that, especially because of the pandemic, but even just putting aside an hour or so to go and call up a friend you haven't talked to or a family member or, you know, if COVID is a-okay in your family, you go to your families and do something awesome. And, you know, like, for example, my parents actually, here's something interesting that happened this week. My parents reached their 25th anniversary. That is amazing. Now, normally, especially with my family and Filipinos in general, we're huge. We love to party about things, even if it's like the smallest achievement, but this is huge. 25 years together, that's your silver anniversary. And normally we would probably get a venue and invite hundreds of people to our party and just have a grand old celebration to just celebrate life. And obviously we can't now, but I decided to, you know, make use of the time. And I talked to my siblings and we're going to surprise them with this cute little four or five course home cooked meal. I mean, God bless them for eating food cooked by like young 20 year olds and my sister who's, you know, just getting into her 20s. And my brother who's like in high school who's going to be serving them. I mean, that's as close as a high class dinner we're going to get these days. But 
I know that that is something so special to them, way more than a high class dinner that we're putting in the effort for this and way more than a venue will do for them. So I think it's going to be exciting. So yeah, even something like that, I'm excited to look forward to and just kind of do for them. I think, you know, quality time with people really does help keep me grounded, especially if you're the type of person who expresses love and values love more when you're hanging out with people. I know some people feel love through physical items. They feel love through physical contact. They feel love through, you know, people talking to you, complimenting you. And then there's people who feel love through quality time. I forget what it's called. It's like five different categories of love and how you feel it. But yeah, I mean, the quality time is just so important. You could just even do that. If you haven't seen anybody, any of your friends, or even a loved one in so long, I mean, you're overdue for that, especially if you feel like your life is repeating over and over again. And you know, it's very easy to go and reach for your dreams. You know, it's we're, we're people who underestimate ourselves a lot more than we should. And I think that it's important to realize that we can go for it, you know, shoot for the stars. And I think in our 20s, it's something we still can do, you know, letting life pass in this decade is something that we definitely don't want to get stuck in. And we don't want to turn 30 and realize like our entire decade was done and we didn't really accomplish much. So I hope that it motivates you to get out of the autopilot schedule. You can get out of it and you will just, you know, stay positive and think about things that you could do to switch up your routine in your life. I think it'll surprise you when you plan something random, whether it's big or small, and realize that it's really done a lot in terms of your mental state. I've had these issues many, many times. And when I do, I try my best to plan something with my friends or plan something with my boyfriend or do just do something different, you know, and you'll surprise yourself. You know, when you make that effort to do something different, you'll really surprise yourself. And I hope that it encourages you guys to continue reaching for things, even though it doesn't feel like you can, you can do it. And just keep your head up and keep looking up instead of behind you. And, you know, don't let the fear of what could go wrong stop you from even taking the chance at all because the corny saying, you miss 100% of chances that you don't take. And I still stand to that and it still sticks with me. So definitely take advantage of everything that's in your vicinity and keep reaching out for more because in our 20s, that's something so super important and we have the ability to do. So that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and getting real deep talk with me about just living intentionally and getting out of autopilot mode. And it's something that I've been dealing with for a long time. So I really hope that you learned something because I learned something too on my own just talking about this. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or DMs or concerns, reach out to me on Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram. Instagram and TikTok are at Feelin' Feline Podcast, and my Twitter is at Feelin' Feline. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you all next week. Bye!